Greetings, sir. This may concern and welcome to uh, To The Mic, the official podcast of the To The Lens YouTube channel. Again, I almost forgot that. Uh, I'm here again with my good friend, Nano. How are you doing, Nano? Splendid. Good morning. It's not morning. I just if you're up. listening to this in the morning, good morning. I just woke up. But we, <laughs> we were recording this at 1.14 yeah. in the evening. So, um, And at the time of this recording, it's raining. Yeah. Yeah, it is raining. That's funny. Current events. Just, just, yeah, just, just is, forgot. I, I completely forgot it was... I'm not going to lie. I thought we only existed in this room for a moment. <laughs> you're saying it's raining. I'm like, was it raining this morning? Like, <laughs> <laughs> It's like I, I had to I was think outside about it the man. whole time and didn't get wet. <laughs> had Interesting. To, had to drive here in the rain and I'm completely forgot that was today. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! You drove in the rain to get here. So yes, that's our current events topic. Now on to our actual topics for the episode. We want to do this kind of structurally. If you've listened to the, I think first two. There's technically episode zero and episode one that is up right now that you can listen to and Spotify, that you probably have listened baby. to. Uh, both available on Apple. Spotify and Apple Music. Um, not Apple Music, Apple Podcast. Uh, there is no video version of this podcast. Maybe if someday, some, someday somehow we'll start up some type of crowdfunding. And maybe if we get some donations and we keep doing this on a daily basis. Or not daily basis, but like if we keep doing this consistently, we'll do the whole crowdfunding. And maybe, just maybe, we can upgrade our setup to do a video podcast eventually. That is... That is like a short-term goal there, I guess. Uh, would it be long-term or short-term? Short I think long-term is like getting sponsorships. And long-term would, long <laughs> like, would be long-term would be us making a fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's very long-term. Yeah, sure. Okay, there's our long-term goal. Making a movie. Hopefully this podcast lead us into making a movie somehow, some way. Yeah, anyway. so short-term would be... Uh, the immediate short Getting term, cameras. no. The immediate short term is actually building our set because that's something that's we true. do have in the pipeline true. right now, and then camera work for that set so that mm -hmm. you guys can see something nice. True. Not that like what we have. This is rad, <laughs> but what's pretend this is like a green screen, but right. this is better. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's nothing too eye pleasing here yet, but that's what we try to aim for. Um, but the way we want to do that, our first baby step in doing that is doing some structure here because the first two episodes, we kind of really went on a tangent and I just tried to find the major topics that we talked about the majority of the time and make that like, just put that in the title. You're being you know? modest. I went on several <laughs> tangents. <laughs> let, let us not forget. I am the tangent master. Um, no, no. It's cause like I would be the one that starts a dumbass tangent because i i don't know add <laughs> retitle the podcast attention ADD, deficit ADD. disorder or whatever the the attention deficit disorder podcast that's Dude, a can nice you believe red bull in singapore is banned i don't know that's a, that's lie that's a complete i don't know what the fuck i'm saying <laughs> can you believe red bull does not give you focus what the fuck <laughs> makes your mind go everywhere man it gives my mind wings man <laughs> my mind don't need wings <laughs> i just I need, need fucking sit, cement shoes I need to sit down he just bumped into your mic. And yeah, that actually stopped the recording. Hold on. I'm still going. We're still hot on this side. I'll save that one and then... Okay. Uh, starting another one from here. Okay, two parter. Now I gotta reclap. Yes, just sync this one. One, two, cool. three. There we go. Hopefully we're good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Is it, I think it's this old ass hub. I, I should have just used one on that old mic. 
that you let me borrow. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this one's just ass. Oh, I don't. I mean, bumping this, I guess, moved the whole everything. <laughs> the subtle vibrations unplugged it. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, no, yeah, you are the one to go on tangents. That's for true. Sure. Um, but and I, you, and then you I'm follow guilty along. of and then it you because follow I follow along, along yeah. with it. I don't ever try to steer back the boat. I let the boat go in whatever direction. You yeah. know? So none of us are steering this boat here. And that's troublesome. Especially if there's a storm our way. <laughs> and it's raining right now. Holy shit. So let's get on course. So it looks like our compass is leading us north to our first topic. Hey, which is... Nice segue. <laughs> which is uh, the actor Danny Masterson, which is best known for his role as Hyde in that 70s show. Did he have a last name? Hyde Masterson. I'm just giving him his real name. <laughs> Oh, no. Can't get caught no, using govies. <laughs> uh, pre-show talk. Pre-show talk slipping in. Uh, Danny Masterson is sentenced to 30 years to life in prison for all the rape allegations, which are not allegations anymore, apparently. They are true. Hence why the fucking court sent him to 30 years to life in prison, which is really messed up because one thing, if you've kept up with the actors, um, he's the one that seems to be really into the family life besides Ashton Kutcher and uh, Mila Kunis. He's the one that seems like he, he he's playing, you know, the all-American dad. I have my wife. I have my daughter. I have my animals. Like he has, like I think, like a little farm uh, that that's his property um, because he just keeps taking these photos of like these little farm animals. And they have names, and so he's, like, given like, little weekly updates on his Instagram and stuff like that. So it's really, on face value, it's really upsetting to see this really wholesome family man end up sentenced to 30 years to life. And his daughter's pretty young. at this. I think she's maybe not even six, maybe, you know? So she's a little girl. Ooh. She's a little kid. So she's not, she's always going to see her dad behind bars. You know, for the rest of her life or the visitation hours. So if he's in there for life, yeah, that's that's tough, man. I can only my sympathy goes out to his family, dude. Like that's the true victim. And plus, of course, the actual victims that he that, you know, that that that, that he preyed upon back in the day, because this was this all this stuff dates back 20 years, which is around the time of the show, especially in, in the show's heyday, maybe the final seasons where they were the most popular. Um, and it just it, it is scary to know that. Because <clears throat> I don't know about you, but I do believe people can change. Yes. Especially if they're genuine about it and they're not just bullshitting for whatever reason. Yeah. I believe people can change if they really genuinely want to and they believe they can and they put in the effort to. Now I don't know Danny Masterson personally, but what he could what he's showing on his social media is what I just described earlier. Um, is that wholesome family man? I don't know if that's a facade. I don't know if that's something that he put on because he was afraid this stuff from 20 years ago would come back, and it has <laughs> now. I don't know. Or if this stuff was actually genuine. Mm -hmm. But I know what was genuine is his family that was around him. Even if he's making it a facade, that little girl genuinely had a home and a childhood. And now it's stripped away from her because her father's not there anymore. And that's so fucked up, man. That's really fucked up. And I think Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher feel that similar pain. Hence why... Um, okay, first of all, I don't know why these letters are made public. But they wrote letters to the judge 
um, defending his character. Mm-hmm. You know, because they said he's our long, uh, lifelong friend. We've known him for two decades. We saw his drug problems when he was younger. We've helped him through his drug problems. He helped himself. He got better. And now he's a better man. You know, he's turned his life around. Did you read the whole letters? I I, 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 I read, I think I read the whole letters. I even heard them speak about it too because they now yeah. have an apology video about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get where they're coming from. However, it's very touchy, man, because, again, like, well, look at Bill Cosby, yeah. man. That shit was dated back so long. He's been doing that for so long. He got away for it for so long, you know? And we don't know truly if Danny Masterson is genuinely wanting to do better. We don't know if he's genuinely sorry. We don't know if he was just scared of being caught, you know? Like, we don't we don't know his intentions, you know? But I do know is that it's fucked up for the family. It's fucked up for the victims. And that... It's kind of surprising how Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis just kind of like bumped their heads into this. And then now they're getting some whiplash and backlash from it. Very, very interesting, man. Especially as a fan of that 70s show. You know, you and I love that 70s show. We've, yeah. Yeah. So it's a great show still. But man, that was. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty upsetting, man. What are your thoughts on this? Um, I, I saw some shit attacking Ashton Kutcher about this, too. Yeah. Because. I don't know if anyone's familiar with what else he does besides acting. It's uh, helping find, locate, and abolish any human trafficking globally. That's a, that's something he's very passionate about, you can yeah. tell. Um, There's that whole video of him in court speaking about that. And yeah, <clears throat> yeah. it seems very passionate and stuff. Um, but a lot of people are calling him like about people that can change. A lot of people are calling him fake for doing this. Mm. But, like, that's hard to fake, going up to court, being that... Pa- yeah, he's a good actor. He's but a good he, actor. But you can't be like, there's no way <laughs> the you have... Of a lifetime. There's no way you have evidence and documents yeah. and, and you know, uh, contacts yeah. like him, and you're just acting. There's right. no way. Uh, that's how I see it. But others are like, look at this clip from him way back when, and it was specifically the clip about him talking about... Um, What's her name? Is it Hillary Duff? Hillary Duff. Holy shit! My dad was telling me about that's this. literally that's the clip I saw. Yeah, and uh, everyone was like, "This man was predatorial towards yeah, Hillary Duff and all these other actresses, waiting for them to turn 18. That's so yeah. predatorial." Yeah, because he said uh, he's Hillary, a man she, of a uh, of sleaze or whatever. She's one of the girls we're waiting for yeah. to turn 18. I think that's what he that said. was his words. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and all that shit. It's like, dude, he was less than 25. You know, True. Like, like yes. yes, he's a, he's older than eighteen, but he's yeah. not really an adult. Like and he wasn't thirty or forty saying that. Yeah, you know? he was he was probably still in college because he took a gap year. Who knows? True. Who knows? True. But he's definitely got that like I'm still young attitude, which right. That's like a problem and a lot of twenty somethings <throat> have, which is another. That's a meme I've seen by the way, because like I'm into like Discord. I use Reddit, yada yada. Mm-hmm. There's so many memes about like the. 24 year old redditor or 24 year old discord dude preying on like a 17 year old discord kitten and it's like well that's that's very true that that's very predatorial but like there are i still feel like i'm a child i'm not gonna lie i'm not saying i talk to 15 17 year olds but like i'm just saying dudes who are not even 25 yet haven't moved out haven't gotten a full-time gig and don't live on their own yet, a lot of them just, I mean, that's just how it is. If, right. you go to, if 
you go across to like anywhere in Europe, right? Dudes will be still thirty, <laughs> don't know what they're doing with their lives in Europe. Motherfuckers would be farming is like with their in, family. Is, is that why in Europe there's a lot of thirty year olds that go out with younger? Women? Yeah, probably. There's, <laughs> I mean, there's that whole thing, and again, and we talked about this in, about how Mexican tradition is weird. Another Mexican tradition is once they're fifteen, they're, they're technically yeah. of age in right. in Mexico, right, right, and right. so. 40, 50-year-olds are like, you're a 15-year-old now. That means you're legal. <laughs> That's creepy as fuck. You can have children now. And, and then, like, dude, yeah, it's crazy. And, like, yeah. a 26-year-old can totally date a 15-year-old, and no one bats yeah. an eye in yeah. Mexico. Or even if, the, let's just say that a couple from Mexico <clears throat> moved to the U.S., they became citizens. There's an 11-year gap between them. Mm-hmm. When did you guys start dating? Well, she turned 15, and that was the day I proposed. You know, like, <laughs> you hear that story, you're a little weirded out, but you're like, oh, they're from Mexico. It's fine. Yeah. I'm just saying, there's so many things to consider with, like, that predatorial mindset. Uh-huh. And Ashton Kutcher, when he was when that clip of him talking about Hillary Duff, or whatever her name is, I forgot. Yeah, Hillary Duff. Yeah. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was, like, what, 24, our age, 22, maybe right. younger? Right, right, right. Because he was bare- he was a teen when he was on everything. Yeah, <laughs> he was a teen. <laughs> yeah. So I, my so my point I, is, I don't think, I don't think he's doing it, especially because it was TV in the two thousands. Which that that's a whole different story about Hollywood and American productions in general, mm-hmm. especially in the early two thousands. Shit was wild. <laughs> like, I mean, just look at iCarly. God damn! Like <laughs> there's so much shady shit in Hollywood in general. True. First, that's a different thing. But two, if you're a not adult, because 25 is like the age of the U.S. or whatever, you're you're expected to be on your own. You know, insurance mm-hmm. price for you is different versus a youngin, shit right. like that. Uh, you're expected to be a dependent, not independent, or independent, not dependent by 25. Mm-hmm. That kind of shit. Yeah. So Ashton is probably like, whatever, I'm fucking around, and I'm on TV, haha, <laughs> I can make these jokes because the producers told me to. Done. Shit like right. that. But the fact that what he's doing now is saving lives, right, and families, and people are pulling up shit from there, that's absurd. Mm-hmm. The stuff with Masterson, we don't know yet. The stuff with Bill... Bill Cosby, like you said, oh, like yeah. how he's done that from years, yeah. years ago. I mean, there was like hundreds of women. But that that's like <laughs> too many cases, and he was already past. His, he's not a youngin when he was doing that shit. He was at least 25, 26, something when he started yeah. oh being a God. fucking. He the table. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was no. a mongrel. He was he already full fledged. Yeah, he was, he already was an old man, dude. Like, he was yeah. an yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was already an adult past twenty five. Fucking past twenty seven. Yep. He old already. Mm-hmm. Like that's the differences, fucking. So for Danny, right? We don't know yet. Sucks. And then of course we've seen well, this this possible. Well, facade. for Danny, we do know he did rape all those. Okay, yes, we. Yeah, we. That's okay. why he sentenced the yes, thirty years know. to life. <laughs> yes, but we don't. Well, I'm saying what we don't know is like. Well, it, has, well yeah, we is don't he know. Changing or whatever. Yeah, we don't know if he was genuinely changing to be a better person because all these. Um, all these activities that he was um, accused of did happen 20 years ago. So is he really changing for the better? Yeah. That's what or is he now. trying yes. to? Or is While he trying to? Bill was like, no. Bill doesn't seem like he was trying to. Bill Cosby did not seem like he was trying No, 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 no. That creepy motherfucker, when he was coming out of court, one of his court hearings, he did the fucking Fat Albert hey, hey, hey <laughs> thing when he came out in front of all the paparazzi. 
And I don't know what he expected from the crowd. I thought he was expecting a cheer, like, hey, he's back, or some shit like that. He did not get that. He was greeted with silence and then just an awkward <laughs> walk with a whole bunch of camera flashes. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, why are you... You're like, it's like you're purposely trying to diminish another one of your properties. Like, Fat Albert, I feel like, probably could have been watched by some people because it's animated. And if you don't really like... Because Bill Cosby... Oh well, yes, he was in there in the beginnings. Like, as he kind of like introduced the episodes, and then he would talk to Fat Albert, then go into the animation. But if you just took the animations, he wasn't really that present compared to the Cosby Show, right? Because he's a fucking main character in that show. Yeah. So you can't. Re- so I can see if he, like a small number of people willing to go back and rewatch Fat Albert over the Cosby Show because you just don't see him that often, right? Mm-hmm. Or even Little Bill. Little Bill. The old PBS show yeah. was about a younger Bill Cosby. So those animated shows, I feel like could be an easier pill to swallow if you do decide to go back. Those small amounts of people that want to do that compared to the live action stuff. But him doing that, that hey, hey, hey is just saying, oh, yeah, he did Fat Albert, too. I can't watch Fat Albert either, yeah. <laughs> you know, because you see him doing that. So I'm like, yeah, so that doesn't seem like a dude that really wanted to change. He seemed like, oh, my God, look at me. I'm getting caught. Let me uh, let me see what happens. Yeah. It's kind of chaotic it really is chaotic because he didn't really seem remorseful and that was the that was the scary part um i haven't seen or watched any videos or i don't even think there are any videos of danny masterson in court or anything yeah and and so we haven't even seen any photos of him of late so we don't know if he does look genuinely sorry or upset or Mm -hmm. anything so yeah that's the something we don't know but he did do what he did what he did 20 years ago yeah i'm just saying we don't know what he feels or or if he looks Mm -hmm. Or if he seems like he's changing or trying to or anything. Right. While with Ashton, he has put effort in to be right. a new man, a much better man than MTV Ashton Kutcher was. Now, I will play devil's advocate here and try to see both sides, specifically with the Ashton Kutcher stuff. I see 100% how that is bullshit going back, digging up something, and then bringing it to the present, despite him doing so much for a cause and an issue so severe as human trafficking. So to see him stand against that, yes, it's very admirable. Not a lot of people in this industry, entertainment industry, really talk about that and really are open about it. I mean, you'll hear Leonardo DiCaprio go on about global warming, which, yes, is another serious issue, but he will touch upon that way before he'll ever mention anything about human trafficking. Human trafficking is a fucking travesty. It really is, especially in this day and age. Like, that sounds like some shit that would happen way back when, because of slavery or some shit like that, you know, like that seem that yeah. just seems like an ancient practice. But no, it's happening every single day around the world. And you're very it's easy to be very blinded to it when you're in America because you have all these distractions. You have everything else to kind of like, you know, turn your mind to and turn your attention to. So you don't you don't see this on a daily basis, but it does still happen here. There's still kids that get kidnapped and we can't find them. There's just missing just people's kids, cases. It's also just people. Yeah, and then, of course, just older people that go missing as well. So that's pretty freaky of in itself. It's just like, it's not just kids that are going, it could be anyone as well. It's just, that's so weird. So if you're a good-looking dude or a good-looking woman and you're walking down the street, people can fucking kidnap you for, one, your healthy organs, or two, just to sell you off, you know? And that's some crazy shit. So, yes, for, for someone in the industry to come out and speak openly about that against it, I, I get it. I get yeah. the appeal. I get how it's like, that's something genuine. However, that is also, in a sick, twisted way, the best fucking cover-up. That's true. It is also the best cover-up. Because if you think about it, remember, 
the simple fact that Mila Kunis lied about her age to get onto the set of that 70s show because they were casting 18 plus actors to play high schoolers. She was, I think, really 14. Yeah. So she was actually a freshman. Which is actually the age of Jackie in the fucking show. So they wrote her to be a year younger. While they were sophomores, she was starting off as a freshman. So she was, oh, Jackie was always a year younger than the rest of the cast or the or the characters in the show. So that fit. So she was genuinely her age of the character. If you go back and watch season one of that 70s show, she's yeah. fucking young, dude. Like mm-hmm. That's borderline a little girl that's crazy how young she is even her voice doesn't sound as mature yeah i'm like holy fuck she's really fucking young in this so to know that her and ashton kutcher had a relationship and they they you know they eventually developed their first friendship then relationship i wonder if you know i, I don't know how that felt for ashton kutcher did that felt weird because Mila Kunis, when she retells the story, oh, it was weird for me, and I'm, and I'm, oh yes, it was totally weird for Ashton because he was, you know, I was, I was younger than him, but I never heard Ashton Kutcher talk about that. It was always Mila Kunis that talked about it. Ashton Kutcher, on the other hand, we don't know how he felt. He could have been like, oh yeah, she's very cute. How old is she? I don't care. I get to. It says it in the script. <laughs> Kelso and Jackie are together, always making out. So you also, real quick, to add on to that, um, them kissing a lot. Did mm-hmm. you see that bet that Masterson and Ashton made? No, 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 no. There's even there's a clip of Mila and Ashton on a talk show with some woman. I don't know mm-hmm. what woman talk right. show host was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. just a talk show. on talk show. That's yeah. before my time. I don't know who the host is. Yeah, okay. I only know Jimmy Fallon. So <laughs> and there's hot water about Jimmy Fallon now too. Anyway, anyway. <clears throat> So they were on a fucking late talk night show, show talk yeah. show, um, and Mila Kunis told the story about how Ashton made a bet with Masterson uh, for like ten bucks that he would French kiss her surprisingly on set during one of their makeouts, and that uh, she never let him, but he claims he like as like a yes, like I did it. He says he did, took the money from Masterson because he won the bet. But Mila said on the talk show, and you could, because remember, they're both there, and Ashton's like, stop lying. I totally tongued you. You know what I mean? <laughs> While she's like, but I never let him. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's a weird clip that came up, too. But clearly, they're both joking. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're enjoying the vibe. Right, right, right. They like each other, right, clearly. Right. Yeah. Despite the fact that he tried to right. French kiss a young and, I, and honestly, I can believe that. I can believe that story because, again, younger people yeah, exactly. doing stupid stuff. I bet you won't. I bet, um, I'll, bet, I'll bet you $10 you can French kiss Mila. <laughs> but, That's what Masterson's saying, by the way. <laughs> that was me yeah, saying Masterson's. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that, I don't know, the fact that, the, the, it's the fact that they felt comfortable enough to do something like that to her. Like, you and I goof around, 100%. But I don't think we would get to a point if where I, were, I would dare you to make out or French kiss. And what? times are di- Again, times are different. 2000s right. were the and fucking plus, weirdest plus, On top thing. of this, we're not in a show where we're asked to make out with other with, with people. Because when you're on a show and you're an actor, you have to do that. Yeah. You know, that's part of the job, especially if it's in the script. There's this one movie... Forgot the name of it, but it has Josh Peck in it, and then the dude that plays Flash Thompson in the new Spider-Man movies. The opening scene in that movie is fucking hilarious because they're like, bro, if I wrote a script with having you sucking my dick, 
you're gonna have to do it because it's in the script you know they were just joking around like that. i'm like dude that's so fucking hilarious because it's it's that same idea if it's like if it's in the script you have to do it and i think that's what that whole hashtag me too movement or like a woke hollywood is more aware of now i think that's the original intent is to be more aware of the toxicity that could go out that could go around like on a weinstein production which I know they made a lot of great fucking movies. It was their money that made a lot of great movies that fund a lot of great directors. But there were a lot of stories of women being naked on camera on when they really didn't have to. Too much, yeah, too much. Yeah, and plus, again, there is an art. It is part of the art form and it's part of the style of the exploitation film. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing like, so if you watch like movies like Machete, Robert Rodriguez Machete, that's an exploitation film. It's playing on those tropes that the movies in the 70s the, those b-rated movies in the 70s did yeah. you know they were over the top action over the top uh sex over the top swearing you know that's rated x movies you know like that's where the hardcore I shit love came the in machete movies by the way machete's fucking awesome i love machete. i rewatched those two movies i rewatched the first one last night and i'm like this is so you much actually did fun. that's yeah that's yeah convenient. yeah, yeah. <laughs> those I, movies are great yeah i haven't seen i want to rewatch machete kills too because i haven't I I seen it, but I don't remember it as much as the first one. The first ones, I like the first one, but I okay, want to so rewatch the second. Do you remember one. where the? Okay, just uh, again a tangent. This, this is, is a start, tangent, this is me bro. starting this is tangents. Tangent. But now I'm gonna come remember back. Remember how to it ends? It. Do you remember how the first one ends? Explain it real quick. Right? Yeah, the first one ends with uh, Jessica Alba uh, coming up to him. He's on the motorcycle. She pulls him over. They're on the highway. She decides to stay with him, so she ends up running off with him. So she just gets on his lap, and then they drive off on the on, on the motorcycle. Well, that's like the very last moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I'm the very trying, last. I'm that's how to, it give, ends, give, and give then like, it comes like, with the title cards where it's like Machete will return. In. Give Machete wait. kills, and, and Machete kills again. <laughs> it just goes right into the credits. Yeah. That's awesome. But do you remember like the the big ending shootout? Where it yeah, was? yeah, yeah, where everyone's yeah. just going at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And have you seen Steven the second? Have you ever hit. seen the second one? I have once, but okay. I don't think I was paying attention to it. So fully. you don't remember where the so I remember ends? parts of it. I don't remember really how it ends. So, I know it's supposed to go into Machete Kills in Space, which, but it doesn't. Which never is funny because out, it's but. actually at the end of two. There's a lot of shit going on in space. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because it builds up to that, right? <laughs> I remember because he goes up to the love Mel the, Gibson plays Voss, right? Then he has the whole space and he station. Has the and space station. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to go into There's Machete some, Kills like, in space. In space, yeah. yeah. But Which I, I, I really just, fucking still want. But yes, whatever. <laughs> but I just love how so bizarre. Like the second one's like we're in fucking space now, yeah, man. And exactly. then like the big ass shootout is in space. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, it's like. Tune in next time for Machete <laughs> in space. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, he just did, and there's gonna be more. Yeah. Let's fucking go! Like, I love those movies. This shit is just fun. <laughs> it is fun, and I want him to complete that trilogy, man. Oh my god, that'd be so crazy. Oh my lord! Like, why is he doing? He did two more fucking Spy Kid movies when there shouldn't have been two more Spy Kid movies. There should have been one. Actually, yeah, honestly, there should have been one. Like but two. I love the three. I grew up with those three. Three's ass. Two is well, kind three of, is but like, I love, I love two. Three is like, I love, funny I do, I love ass. all those. Three. Three I love is all like three of those hilarious. Ass. I love three. Of those. <laughs> yeah, they're hilarious ass. Me personally, I think two is just ass, like boring ass. I, I, I like, get why it's I boring, like but it. I, I, I remember watching that and I, I loved Island of Lost Dreams. Steve Buscemi in it, him yeah. coming up with all the creatures, him, ex- like questioning kind of like because he was in the shoes of God. He was a creator of all those creatures, and he was even questioning. Like oh, if God gets lonely at times, and this mm. is like he was bringing uh, human questions to to God. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty fucking deep. 
for something that's being shown on Disney Channel right now. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is pretty fucking cool. And of course, the skeleton, the sword skeleton CGI. Yeah. Skeleton, I love that shit. That shit was so cool to see Junie go up against them. I was there. like, that's pretty cool. I, I personally like it. I, Are I you like the guy? It. Are you the dude? <laughs> this dude. You know how much I fucking love Lord of the Rings. So as a kid, to see that Seeing the guy funny. was fucking Elijah Wood, it was and Frodo Baggins, and then he fucking later. dies. I was like, what is Thanks, this? Thanks, Robert. <laughs> Thanks for that one, Robert. <laughs> Cake. <laughs> oh, my God. But no, yeah, I love the, the exploitation thing. And that's what... And remember, that is a style. And look at how fondly we talk about those types of movies because they do have fun. But... There's there's just there's got to be better guidelines behind. There the has scenes. to be better guidelines, and I love the one rule that um, a progressive Hollywood has 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 said now, is that if and plus a lot of actresses have said this in interviews, I will only do nude scenes if it serves the story. That's what we're getting back to now. That's what really stuck with me, and I'm like, that's because they're not fully taking away something that was in films. You know, it's like you can have sex scenes, you can have nudity. It's okay. Yeah. But if it serves the and, characters um, and the story, it works. Because why would you? Because this is what people don't like. It's just mindless sex scenes. And I that's hate, where you dude, get the, then, oh, it feels uncomfortable Yeah, real to quick. Watch, remember that know? one movie that Jack was watching? A horror movie that I caught him watching? Or, uh, yeah. After what, what horror movie was it? I don't it? remember <laughs> what it was called. <laughs> okay. But uh, mind you, Jack's 10. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And I'm like, he's watching a horror movie because his mom lets him. That's yeah. all of him. Because uh, it's at his house. At his mom's house. Um, and there was just like, in the middle of conversation, I guess two characters looked at each other and the camera showed. Mm-hmm. And then literally the next frame is them fucking in a bathtub. And I was like, where, <laughs> where did this exposition yeah, come yeah. from? It was just yeah. them making eye contact. And all of a sudden, like, it cuts to her, Bam. cuts to him, cuts to her in the bathtub. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck was that? And I'm like, this is a horror movie. What are you watching, Jack? And, and he's like, how much it scared you in like, that moment? And he's like, I don't know. Like he doesn't know. He's fucking ten. Oh. And so I'm over here like, okay, well, besides the fucking, let me see where this leads. And it goes right back to the group because you know it's a it's a slasher horror film. Yeah. It's a bunch of group people yeah, about yeah. to probably all yeah. die. Teenagers. Yeah yeah. 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 And then it goes back to the group talking about like I think they're talking about some class or something. And I'm like, right. What are the, why did you just cut random sex in the middle of a conversation? I don't get it. I don't get it. That's what I hate. And again, it's not even more uncomfortable. Although, yeah, I was like, what? It just feels very ten? pointless. And you're, yeah, your yeah. mom fucked up. But what, right. is, what is this? It feels very pointless. feels very explicit. Just exploitive, I should say. It feels very say, exploitive. Um, Leia Seydoux, I can't quote her verbatim because I don't remember what, exactly what she said. But she said something along the lines of like sex or like nudism in film mm-hmm. is beautiful and mm-hmm. that like whether or not like it's like a, a sex scene whether or not it's like full-on fucking right the imagery of women or even naked men just the imagery of naked people full-on stripped of their clothes yeah is it was like sign of weakness or something like that mm, and that vulnerability needs, needs to be showcased in more right. films and i'm like so taking her taking what she said taking what other actresses say like as long as there's a story reason yeah. to showcase any nudity, yeah. that's fine. That's you're right. True. Even Leia Seydoux, who wants to see more naked people, and I fucking love her, and people who, <laughs> want, <laughs> and people who just want naked scenes to have more meaning, combine them. Let's get more naked meaning. If I mean, Leia Seydoux not, wants man? to keep being naked on I screen, would... who's stopping her? What? Don't yeah. stop her. <laughs> 
fucking no, love but yeah, I like I like that. It's yeah. it, There's a rhyme and reason for it. There as, should be. As for every decision in your movie, right? If you're gonna yeah, kill off a character, like Tarantino pulling the string, like you said earlier. <laughs> Yeah, if you rewatch Django, <laughs> the third act of that movie. <laughs> um, but if you go to the part where he has his, uh, doesn't it his his cameo in, in fucking Django? Doesn't it look like when he gets blown up? Doesn't he look like he's pulling a rope or he's yeah, triggering the detonation? Like he's pulling the, the yeah. It's the, not the, like Django shot. It's supposed to be Django shot the dynamite on him and then he blows up. But it looks like he pulls something and then boom goes up. It's like he's pulling the prop explosion or something. That just always bothered me. Oh my goodness, Leah Sadu. Is that in uh, one of the James Bond films? Yeah, that looks like her in one of the I fucking look. <laughs> that is <laughs> Skyfall. I don't remember. I think it was. I think that's wait. Skyfall. Maybe. This one was, yeah. Is that Skyfall, Skyfall. Leo, or is that Spectre, Leah Sadu? This one's Skyfall. I think this one's Spectre. No no time to die, Leah Sadu? <laughs> I didn't find a picture of her okay. in that one. No. <laughs> She's more... Did you, what did you think of No Time to Die? <laughs> I still haven't seen that one. Okay. That's, All right. that's why I probably haven't All right, looked. That's my I, one question I don't on, even Google on Bond. I don't no, even we're Google we're it, not yeah. doing a Bond topic right now. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, what Leah Sadu said. Nudity, sex on camera, on film. Should it be... shouldn't be X'd out altogether. Yeah. It should be presented... In a way that serves the story, serves the character, yada, 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 you know, like a great example, the first Terminator movie, Sarah Connor and um, I'm forgetting the fucking dude's name, but the dude that John Connor's father, (laughs) Kyle Reese. Wow. That just came back to me like a fucking lightning bolt. Kyle Reese. That's his name. I think that's his name in Terminator. My goodness, that's crazy. So uh, when Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor have sex, that's a reason for it because they have it's to have John the pl- Connor, the plot, yeah. who is the savior of humanity in, in the apocalypse. So there's a reason for it. You have to get naked. You have to simulate this sex scene because this is how John Connor is conceived. You know, the savior of humanity. So there you go. There, the, there's the three perfect machete is useless, though. That is fucking hilarious. That's funny as <laughs> that, that was I funny as find fuck. it funny, but it's it's yeah. useless as fuck. That, that one's that but one's yeah with Lindsay Lohan in that the one's waterfall with her mom. Dog shit. That one's just, <laughs> that one's useless as fuck. It was very useless, but I'd argue because it's an exploitation film. Yeah. Oh no, we've already discussed but, that. But yeah, I just but that's that is very that's one value, of the useless. whole value yeah. is useless. And then them waking up naked in the church. And then her finding the nun suit. Like, why do they have to wake up? And then the fact that she's like now a nun. And I'm like, you can't just be, you can't just be a nun. You can't, you've just, what you've done at the end of the movie. And she's announced, she's like, I'm a woman of church now. Then why does she want to avenge her father so bad? I actually completely forgot she about was, that plot like, line. She, she, she was Robert a, De Niro, like, was, in the name of my father. Boom, boom. Yeah. I forgot the rest. And then she fucking walks away. And I'm like, you were fucking rebellious against your father the whole. He That's was why a you banged he machete was a, yeah, in the exactly, with he your was mom. A dick to her, yeah. Exactly. So why are you? I don't know. That, it I, was a fun I film. Don't, I don't. Remember the you know, you don't think too hard about machete. That. Yeah. Yeah, you don't think too hard about it. That's just a really fun film, though. Yeah. I want to watch uh, it again. And then I will I say, on, I'll com- adding on to it, the beginning scene yeah. where the girl's fully like naked. Yeah. And she like like stands up to machete, and then what's his name? Big Boss McGee. Big most oh Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal pulls up too, and she's just like still standing there naked while he's like, "You fucked up, machete." Yeah, and she's like still. <laughs> yeah, in the beginning. Yeah, I'm like, well, you could argue the reason she's standing there is because right. as a character, she was playing. The decoy. She was playing a fucking about to be raped yeah. fucking girl, yeah. or whatever. The kidnapped girl. Yeah, she yeah. was a she was putting on that facade, right, and right, as a right, character, right. she's like, ha, "You got caught." Bitch. Honestly, rewatching that first part because I haven't seen it in a long time, that got me. 
When she, yeah. when she stabbed and him you in the leg, of, I was like, kind of oh. forgot about that. You right? <laughs> yeah. You kind of forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, But, like, yeah. I'm just saying, the fact that she's still standing there naked the yeah. whole time, Steven Seagal's, like, giving his spiel, and then the dude with the sword or whatever, yeah. while she's just fucking just out. She's just, just standing there. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just standing there. Full she's nude. literally she's eye just, candy for she, that rest exactly. of the scene. Exactly. Uh, but that has, still serves some purpose that, like, look, you see this? You right. still see it? Keep looking. This is the distraction. You got fucked up. That's You're the distraction. Up. Yeah. Yeah. That Shit was like a great that. use of it. A little, you know, it did little drag on lingered the fact on that the, she's yeah. still just standing there. And of but course, it was fun. You can sell the fact that a woman is naked in a movie without even showing any of her naked body. Just yeah. you know, cut it off. Wherever, Literally you framing know, wherever you're framing that. <laughs> you know exactly. But so. they definitely show. Oh, of course, her too long. They just <laughs> it's a fucking grind out. Yes, movie, you know. It's, uh, yeah, but that's exactly. my point. Like that served a really good purpose for mm. story or whatever. Right. But they lingered a little too long. Like, lingered, if it were, yeah. that were made today, they would have to frame that a little differently. Right. Or they would just do a lot of close-ups. Of or Steven they would Seagal. give her a... What is it called? A trench coat. Like, she probably would have covered or up Or Steven Seagal would have given her a trench coat right. as he came in the room, and she would have been like, hmm, I've remember, done my, do you know, done my job. Do you remember what happens to her at the end of that scene? Actually, no, I don't. Which fucked me up when I saw it, too. Uh, Steven Seagal comes in with another woman, and this is an Asian woman, and she comes up behind her and fucking shoots her in the head. <laughs> in the back of the head. Yeah, because they have no need for her anymore. That's true. I'm like, damn, that's fucked up. So then they fucking leave Machete for dead and shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was pretty crazy. That was pretty crazy. Steven Seagal, by the way, what a fucking life he's had. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different There's a South Park episode with, that makes fun of Steven Seagal. Oh, my God. And every time now I see Steven Seagal, I always think of that South Park episode. They just have him cry because he's been fat shamed for so long. And so he's just like, <laughs> people make... <laughs> they shouldn't because being overweight is a serious condition and, <laughs> so he just, he's like and he's talking to the students in the gymnasium that's funny he's like here's action hero steven seagal and they have like a whole and fucking badass crying. intro for him he comes out and he's holding a gun too because he's an action hero so yeah. he's, he's like <laughs> that's funny like oh my god dude so yeah when i saw him in machete i just immediately thought of fucking South Park. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the reason why I, t- I brought up nudity in film and sex scenes is because I imagine ourselves as actors in that position, would we feel comfortable like Danny Masterson and Ashton Kutcher to dare each other to French kiss one of our fellow actresses, which is Mila Kunis. Yeah. I, I personally, again, we have a tight relationship. We goof around. Um, but I don't see us daring each other to do that to someone no. that even if we worked with them on a daily basis, even and if knew they them, weren't 15 and even if they weren't even 15, if it was, dude, exactly. If I, if so I were, if you dared me, I don't know, to that's kind of weird, kiss, man. It's kind of fucked up. If you dared me to French kiss Leia Seydoux, I wouldn't, <laughs> I'd have to ask her for permission first, yeah, bro. I can't yeah. just be like, I'll sneak in some dunk. No, that's still fucking weird. She's like my goddess. If I if I ever <laughs> yeah. make it to Hollywood, that's my dream. That's to be in a film with her. That's in my wife. any capacity. Yeah, I could I be mean, like a tier five like background B story <laughs> character, but if I'm on set with her and I get to talk to her, yeah, I wouldn't that's be. All, I wouldn't be like yo. What is that shit they say? Um, <laughs> we're not worthy. We're not. I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't do that because that undermines myself. Right. And right, I have. Right. I have too much. And imagine like, if she does I exactly already. what Alice Cooper did. Just puts her hand out and moves her head back. Like that. 
I wouldn't do that. Right, right, have, right. Despite me having low self-esteem, I do have some respect for myself, so I wouldn't do that. Right. But I would cherish that moment with Leia Sibu so much. I, w- I wonder, man, to just be in the presence, would you just get choked up? Probably. I probably... <laughs> You're just probably, yeah. Probably, yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm think, choked up think thinking probably. about her right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You, ever, you know, I, I, that reminds me of David Lynch talking about Monica Bellucci, which is an Italian actress. Uh, he says <laughs> that my number one celebrity crush is Monica Bellucci. Like he fucking, like he mentioned in some in- interviews, like I'm in love with that woman. <laughs> <laughs> so now I don't know if she's ever did a movie with him. And I kind of know why, <laughs> because he would probably not know how to direct her whatsoever <laughs> because he's just so, you know, mesmerized yeah. by her. So I think that would probably be a situation. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever a director, don't hire Leah Sadie. <laughs> Or do if you can, you know, if you know you can, because there's a lot of director actors, yeah, relationships. Well, I don't know if I could be a director. I think I'd hate it. <laughs> if you're a fucking, if you just, yeah, they I'd like to be go out with anyone. I'd like uh, to and, and on the set, you know, if they worked there. I think I'd like to help, maybe direct, but that. I would. I don't want to be a director. I'm imagine, imagine that uh, actress Leah Sadu marries a PA. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh yeah, man. If it was if it were face, me, right? If it were me, yeah. He has a victorious <laughs> face and fist shake. shake you're just yeah, like, yeah baby, I wish. Still. If only. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how was your first year moving to LA? <laughs> well, I don't uh, like. Looks the, like I'm going to France next year. I don't like the idea of French, but I'd learn it for her. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she is. So <laughs> I if think I you could, would have if to I learn could, it. If like there was a reason to speak it. It's right. to speak to her. <laughs> no, this is another thing, too. This is another thing, too. When I heard that Timothy Chalamet and, you know, fuck the topics. We're just going on tangents. When <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, I, I, <laughs> we, <laughs> I found out that Timothy Chalamet, I guess, is going out with Kylie Jenner. I'm upset by that, but go on. You know why I'm upset by that? Not mm. because I'm like, oh, my God. You know, like, uh, not because of the <laughs> obvious the, reasons, yeah. right? I'm not upset by that at all because I'm just, I'm like, dude, you know French. <laughs> Right? <laughs> you There's know so many French. more dames. Timothy Chalamet, you are fluent in French, my friend. You took the time to learn that. You grew up because you're an he's a fucking theater actor, so he's yeah. he's done this since he was a kid. He's fucking yeah. born and bred to do this shit and he learned French at a young age. So yeah. it's it comes to him naturally. So Kylie Jenner? The reason what the, the reason you, I'm oh, upset this probably <laughs> no 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 but come on man. the reason I'm French? upset by that is it does it does nothing for him so unless it's uh, unless it's just personal reasons like he maybe he really does like her personality but for, maybe. for him it's gonna do not much for her it's gonna be like for her fan base and like oh can't wait for that new like uh, ex Timothy Chalamet palette of collection she's gonna put out for makeup whatever because it's gonna be that like that's just how all these dames are like taylor swift motherfuckers that day her can't wait till we break up and she's gonna write a song about me did you know no one's gonna remember the dude everyone's gonna remember that song though true very true (laughs) did you know it does nothing for timmy that's what i'm saying did you know if you want to date taylor swift you have to sign an nda a non-disclosure agreement yeah i mean i didn't know that i know what india was but i didn't know uh i'm just that part specifying it but yeah you have to sign one if you want to date her that's cool. So you can't talk about it at all. Crazy. Until you break up and she writes a song. Well, I, oh, uh, you don't know. Maybe that's in the contract. Even post-breakup, don't even mention that you're ever well, she with ever me. She mentions what name 
She never, like, it's yeah, not no, like no, the no. song. She doesn't mention it's like, no, It's never the song. It's, it's the fans. about you. If you, want to, if you want to be specific, it's the fucking fans that put that shit together and call those people Cause out. Because it is. <laughs> you could argue it's <laughs> a bit obvious, it too. She writes a very specific, like, scenario based oh, yeah. lyrics. Yeah. She didn't have to be that specific. Yeah. But, and then, yeah. of course, paparazzi does get photos every now and then. Right. So, right, right, fan right. base, it's not like it's impossible to sleuth True, that shit. True, but come on. Like, they're the ones that really, like. They're still oh sleuthing. They're still Water. sleuthing. They got magnifying glasses and everything. They're, they're looking. Yeah, they're really looking. They, they got the pipe in one hand and the magnifying glass in the other. Yeah. But I'm not saying it's impossible. That's why. That's why. Uh, because a lot of fan, a lot of the the Swifties say that she's very cryptic now. Taylor Swift, like, there's a lot of Easter eggs in her music videos and mm-hmm. songs or whatever. And I think she got that way because she wasn't as subtle in the beginning. So everyone got what her songs were about, who they were about. So she's like, oh fuck, let me try to cover this up a little bit more. Yeah, you know. And then they're still figuring out. So now it's just a whole big game now. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> kind of weird. So yeah, I can see why there's a non-disclosure agreement. But she, yeah, that's just really talk about having control of your own privacy while being popular like that you know it's, oh yeah it's it's crazy and mm-hmm. yeah, kudos to her for being a woman in the industry to have all that power and have that protection have the that power she say had. over herself that's that's crazy i think that might be a first and the power she had with her tour was immaculate i love that dude honestly this is a great segue because this is one of the other topics so speaking of her eras tour it's sold out millions across the world actually and and so much so that it generated revenue for whatever town it was in, yeah. which is pretty that's, that's crazy. What I'm talking about. That is insane. So there was actually people begging for that tour to come to their town so mm-hmm. they can, you know, garner some Chicago garner some alone money. had like an increase of hotels. Like, well, I think it was what like sixty percent rooms filled. More more. I filled, heard. Yeah, I heard. Like I that. heard every single hotel room in the city was full. Because of her tour, yeah. that's what I heard. Like all of this, the first night Chicago has ever been fully booked yeah. of hotel rooms. Like there was <laughs> like, that, I was like like really like, like you that's had insane. to. I, that's why like this. I think that's where that sixty percent increase came from because like they right. had to go out of Chicago right. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, so her, we see that it's doing monumental. Just a tyrant of a of and, a tour. And the amount of money it, and the it, amount it of pays money for jobs it, and stuff is pretty exactly. Cool. You know, I heard she gave her. Uh, Truck drivers, all the semi truck drivers for the tour. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, uh, I think it was, pff, I mean I'm just shooting in the ballpark here. I think it was like fourteen hundred something in tips in cash. <laughs> each. Not bad, not bad, not bad. for a semi truck driver. I think it was around that number. I, you can mm-hmm. look it up right now. How much she paid her semi truck drivers? They'll give you the amount. It is a pretty fucking penny, especially if you're a truck driver and if you do like a hard labor job like that i I consider truck driving hard labor because you're sitting for a long fucking time that takes a toll on you it's not not just sitting too man the latching cleaning maintaining your truck yeah exactly exactly my my fucking uncle's a truck driver now being away if you have a family and being away from them for long periods of time yeah it's 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 a grueling job man you can't just roll out of bed and just fucking do it you know i he says the favorite part his favorite part of doing it though is eating jerky (laughs) <laughs> that's road food, man. Like that's jerky the, only tastes best on the road, yep. man. That's fine cuisine. That's five star dining and on the road. He says it's the best part. Oh, for sure, I can see that. Like, like when I go on any like little he, trip, he, I like eating. He's he does he gets tired of his same playlists on the on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, he has started listening to podcasts because you go. have to do something other than oh, hearing sure. the same fucking three hundred songs right. over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Unless you want to discover new music. 
but true. anyway, yeah, I get well, what you, I get what you're saying. Yeah, he's already like. Yeah, I get it. Thirties, man. I, I don't think he's gonna I change you, music. I <laughs> <laughs> he's not. At least he's trying podcasts. Right, right, right. He's trying something else besides his music. Yeah, but you know. But I remember when I asked him, I was like, what's your favorite part about being on a truck? Is it just the money? He's like, probably the jerky. I eat a lot of beef jerky now. And I'm like, all right. That's not what I was expecting. Again, I was expecting the pay. Yeah. I thought, like, it's not worth it. But the money is. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, but, yeah, like, makes sense. The, he, you got to, like, do so much maintenance. Like, yeah. making sure everything's plugged in, fucking not corroded mm-hmm. or anything. Mm-hmm. There's too much. There's a lot of yeah. tech in trucks. And I never True. even noticed, noticed that. So good on Swift for paying her semi truck drivers. They need it that much, <laughs> despite you know. the pay being good. And that was cash. I, I heard her dad went up to the truck drivers and handed them the envelope. Not that that's so public that... though. I wonder how that's going to go on taxes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. That's cash. <laughs> yeah. that's cash. Hopefully that's tax free. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but yeah, that's that's very interesting too. Um, but really quick, any last thoughts on the Danny Masterson thirty years? To life in prison. Uh, the Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis are in hot waters. Honestly, I can see both sides on how they could be shady people with dark pasts. But also, there's that fine question that we kept asking earlier. Is is their change to be better people genuine? And I love how that's still a question for both Masterson and, and Ashton Kutcher true. now. You know, yeah. um, I would like to believe the better. The better half of it, you know, yes, these people did bad things, but hey, if they're genuinely trying to change because they feel bad and they feel sorry, who are we to judge? Who are we to say that, you know, like we're not, are we even better? Are we trying to better ourselves? You know, stop and think about that for once, you know, so it's very interesting. And I want to see how this unfolds. Hopefully more stuff kind of comes to light and it kind of clears one side or the other. That's what I really hope for in scenarios like this. But do you have any? Lasting thoughts on on that first topic, um, other than what you just said about hoping for the best, because yeah. you do just hope for the best in this world. I mean, there's too much fucked up shit going on. <laughs> True, there's way too much fucked up shit going on, and you just you just wish <laughs> things yeah. were nicer. Like, so and then you know again, yes, he did it, and it was a different time, and then like. Again, uh, we could focus on that. People can change, um, but depending on what you did back then, like let's, I'll, I'll go extreme. Let's just say Hitler <laughs> doing what he did. I was thinking Hitler too when I was talking, but changed, I changed, changed, changed his fucking thing, and he's like, "Oh, but I'm cool now, man." It's like, yeah, but what you did forty years ago, like right. assuming he lived through the world, right, right, right. That's a conspiracy thing within itself. Oh, I'm but just anyway. saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Say he lived, moved on with his life, said sorry, mm-hmm. tried to change for the better, and maybe he did, but what he did was still quite fucked up. Right. You know, this so, you know, like depending on what you did, it's it's you can't just walk right. away and change. And what he, what Masterson did was pretty fucked up. Yeah. Whether or not it's, like, super fucked up that we shouldn't, like, forgive him. That's why I'm thinking, like, was, what was it, 30 years? Yikes. 30 yeah. to life? What? He didn't, like, kill anyone. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I that's where I'm, like, yeah, I hope I hope for, like, I hope that the change is genuine and I hope that he gets out early. Because that's fucked up. 
But since mm-hmm. it's confirmed proof and everything, I I don't think thirty is a, that's too much in my opinion for what thirty he years did. to life in prison. Yeah, because he he fucked up a lot of people's I don't know mentals because you know the 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 girls they got to think about. Oh yeah, those victims are fucked up. The victims are ruined in the head now. Probably yeah, they could yeah. I wish the best for all of exactly. them. Exactly. I hope they're, yeah. But it's not like he killed any of them, and there's always... Uh, there's always... There, there is an argument to be made. This is the 50-50 argument. Anyone has uh-huh. their time. Is it worse to be murdered? Is it worse to be raped than murdered? Because you're left with that trauma. You're left with that feeling. Some people kind of wish they were just dead after that. You know? They're, yeah, so... It's a heavy thing. Um, people do put murder and rape in the same tier list. You know, That's like true. they're just both they're but they're both equally unforgiving. And then you know we can even go further, but I'm not. I don't. I definitely don't want to hear. Um, <laughs> if if rape leaves such a mental toll, yeah. then why isn't mental health so focused on? Right. As it should in the world. Right. Because everyone. To this day, yeah, a lot of people do come out saying, I think I'm depressed. And everyone's like, stop hopping on this bandwagon. It's like, no, no, you can't joke about this shit, yeah, man. No, the, Everyone has, yeah. dude, the, the um, further we go in this world, the more there's shit to think about. The yeah. more there's shit to, to think from what came before us and what is coming ahead of us, what yeah. our point is now. Mm-hmm. There's so much going on in people's heads today. It's only going to get worse. And to dismiss it like that and be like, stop hopping on the depression bandwagon. You're only 26. Yeah, it's like, a lot of people believe Holy like, fuck, what do you mean I'm only 20? What am yeah. I supposed to do? Get over it when I'm 40? There's, like, there's a lot of people that believe like, oh, you're just saying you're depressed or you're doing this and this and that because you have no you have no motive in life. You have no work ethic. You have no... It's you have hard nothing to find to do. that these days. Exactly. And you know, it's and hard to find that any days, actually. I don't mind even say these days. Back then, when there was nothing yeah. to do, I'm sure they were depressed, but they did just... Walk through it, but today I, when there's too much to do, yeah, no one else knows what you they know, want to do in um, life. Man. There's too much to think about. I, I hate heard, that. I heard know? a stand-up comedy. Oh, I hear you. I totally hear you. Yeah. It's the complete opposite. You would think that you'd have more to do today, right? Um, I mean, look at us. We just decided to sit down and do a podcast, right? This is yeah, something exactly. to do, you know. <laughs> yeah. And this is something you couldn't do like in fucking ancient Greece, right? So, <laughs> or even in exactly. the 40s. Not even in the 40s. Hell, I would argue not even probably in the 2000s. Like how yeah, we just, not. we would, we would have to go rent out a studio, do all that, you know, know someone like an audio engineer to officially yeah. do this, but we could just do this and upload it to Spotify, Apple, right now, Apple yeah. podcast. Just like, that's crazy, you know? So yeah, I do see what you're saying. Um, but I remember I heard a stand up comic say this and he's like, people, you know why there was probably less depression back then, like say in ancient times or even like, you know, earlier is because they were always working. They built the society we know today because they were always doing stuff. And plus, if you were like a, a hunter hunting for your food every day, you had no time to sit and be depressed because you had to go out and get your meal and get your food for that day. Literally, you're, start, you're, you're hunting every single day. You're working every single day just to live. Yeah. So you're always surviving every single day. So if you're a survivor, surviving on the daily, do you really have time to sit and be depressed? Because you're always trying to just get by every single day. Yeah. You know, while you can make an argument, isn't that the working class today where you're just trying to get by every single day? And that's what makes us so depressed. And that's what makes us so depressed. But people, uh, by the way that stand up comic 
put that it was kind of funny because it's like it makes sense if you're always like if you're being chased by a saber-toothed tiger are you gonna stop and think gee why am i so unlucky no you're gonna fucking be like how the fuck do i get out of here how do i kill it how do you know it's like yeah you know you're trying to get yourself out of that situation rather than ponder how why oh why and how am i in this situation you're trying to get the fuck out of it because it's life or death right now. So if we, so his point was, if if the newer, younger generation just did a little bit more of that, maybe they wouldn't be so depressed, you know. And that way, got a big laugh from an audience, you know. Which I get the joke, I get oh, it, that, you know. Yeah, but joke, yeah. you know, there is also that thing of like, yeah, there is a lot to do here, but we also feel very lost, yeah, you know. And even if stuff that we're doing, you know, you like a podcast, I could even we're not argue the first that's to a, do it. So it's, I could even know. argue that's kind of how. Old the homo sapien felt right like what the fuck do i do here what am i doing here that was like the first cognitive human right yeah so like imagine him he's like probably overwhelmed the same way we are but instead of like living up to certain standards of society he's like just how do i live but it's the same feeling of being overwhelmed like what is my place here yeah like you look at everything and you're just like what should i do then, like, a saber-toothed tiger attacks you, and you're like, fuck, fuck, what do I do? Oh, shit, yeah. you know? And then you're like, okay, I'm hungry. And he just tried to eat me. I could try to eat something smaller than me. You know, the, right. it just comes quicker. Because or if you killed the saber-toothed tiger, yeah, right. you can eat the saber-toothed tiger. But, yeah. <laughs> but like, no, I see what you're saying. In that sense, I guess it just came quicker. But that saying there was, say if there was just a bit of downtime, mm-hmm. there probably would be time to, like, overthink, be, take... Taken that overwhelming sense of information mm-hmm. and probably become depressed, you know, overthink to the T, just, oh my God, what am I, what is my point in life, dog? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that shit can't happen. True. And it probably did happen probably. to those guys. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying it's so weird that our judicial systems, like, oh, that mental toll on her and her and these rape uh, victims. That's fucked up, 30 to life. But why don't we give, like, why is therapy and mental health care in general still so fucking limited and shit and yeah. looked, up, like, again, dismissed? Yeah. That's my problem about that. Thing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, you could just get therapy. And it's like, okay, but therapy could be better. Yes, it should. But it won't. Right. And so when people say, oh, you just get therapy. And it's like, it's not that fucking easy. <laughs> yeah. So... That's also a touchy subject. For sure. So for, sure. Uh, so for Masterson, him, <clears throat> I still think 30 is too much. 20 might have been fine. <laughs> 20 to 30 might have been fine. 30 oh, to the true, life is fucked true. up. Um, but given yeah. that, I mean, I think given that, that it's going to be hard to prepare those victims, right? I'm not going to argue it in court. I wouldn't right. be like, nah, give him 20. I'd be like, fuck. All right. Guess right. it makes sense. That's just how I see it. Right. And that was probably part of the reason why yeah. Kutcher and Konis did the They tried to lower the years. Because, again, he, there's a daughter there, and they were really looking. Like, they, they really mentioned and mentioned her, and that was their main purpose is because, hey, he has a kid, and it's kind of fucked up that she's going to be fatherless now, so maybe not as harsh of a sentencing because it's, you know, it's not like he's a serial rapist and this and this and that. Remember that question again: Is he really genuine? That whole thing. Yeah. So it, I think the best intentions were looked at for the kid. It's really I think that's where their intentions lied, was for the daughter, not more so for him. That's I think that's what it really came down to, um, and that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, 
it is his fault because if he really wanted to have a good life for his daughter, he wouldn't have done any of that at all, right? But he wasn't thinking but maybe in the back long then. Run, he wasn't thinking of having a daughter. Exactly. See how we're stuck in this purgatory loop and exactly. stuff. So yeah. I again, I do hope more stuff comes out to clarify either side if they're genuine or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do wish the family. And the families of the victims, the victims themselves, all the best. We wish them all the best, obviously. Um, and yeah, this is pretty heartbreaking. Hopefully, uh, fucking Eric Foreman don't come out with shit. <laughs> Hopefully, Eric Foreman. Oh, actually, uh, I did see a meme about that. Because apparently he's writing the script for something. I don't know okay. if it's a movie or a show or something. But I saw a meme because of all that shit going on. It was like uh, Masterson in deep water. Ashley, or Kutcher and Kunis fucking uh thin ice or something yeah. and then um dude bro Topher Grace Topher yeah. yeah Grace um do you think I need to like revise the script one more time or <laughs> like, like it was in quotes it's like should I revise this one more time or is this final <laughs> or something because I guess he's writing the script for something I have no idea oh poor Topher I just love the way that meme was phrased it was like that's funny Masterson fucked up yeah Thin uh, ice. Thin ice. Yeah. Should I revise the script one more time? <laughs> <Yeah>. or... <laughs> that was such a funny meme that oh I saw. <laughs> so, Twitter's amazing. <laughs> such funny people. Such funny people. <laughs> so that was that first topic. Uh, so now... With a bit the, of topic with number six. With a bit six. of topic number six. <laughs> but uh, the next topic we were talking about was Taylor Swift's Eras Tour uh, being so fucking monumental. So much so that if you didn't get a chance to see it live, you will get a chance to see it. In your local movie theater, whenever the hell it comes out, which is, I think, sometime in October. Oh, October 13th. Friday the 13th. That's a Friday the 13th. And this is so fucking crazy about this that since Taylor Swift put out this theatrical release for her Eras tour, every movie that was set to come out October the 13th left that release date. They're like, nope, I don't want to go up against her. She's (laughs) going to take all the money from us. Everyone's going to go see her tour over our movie. And I'm like, wow, that is some power. That's one power and two. Come on, why are you? Why did she what? choose? Uh, well, yeah. she chose October thirteenth because apparently her lucky number is thirteen. Bruh. So <laughs> that's a whole thing. Um, so I, I that just shows really a bunch of like weakness, and they're not they're not confident, confident in their yeah. films that they're making. Like The Exorcist reboot slash sequel. Which is going to be terrible because uh, David Gordon Green, who was the director of pretty good movie pineapple express but let me down drastically with the halloween trilogy that he did recently the recent halloween movies first one was good good start just like star wars good start second one was oof, okay i wouldn't have went this route um then the third one was oh my god what the fuck is this <laughs> this isn't even a halloween movie like the third one was pissed me off third movie halloween movie advertised itself as Michael Myers going up against Jamie Lee Curtis's Laurie Strode for one last time. Big rivalry. One last time they're going to go at it. They might kill each other to the death. That's what the, all the trailers have been. Her loading a gun. She's like, come at me, motherfucker. You know, it was all very hype for them to fight. Movie starts. We follow this fucking teenager that we have not seen in the first two movies as he starts developing his own serial killer tendencies because he starts getting the urge and maybe it's a curse that the town has because of Michael Myers and the evil that Michael uh, is, is starting to spread onto others. And this is the first victim of that. And I'm like, this is fucking 
<laughs> Sorry, I used a no-no word there. I might just bleep that out, but this is fucking stupid. It is very, very stupid, man. I was very, very upset that that was the third movie. And we don't even get them fighting. I think we get them fighting for one scene. One action sequence is her and him and going that. up. And that's it. It's so lackluster, dude. It is. How are you advertising your movie to be about one thing and then it's about someone else entirely? It's not even about Michael. Michael's a fucking side character in this movie. <laughs> I it's was about pissed. the new character. The new exactly. Star-over. It's about the new character. Michael's stuck in a sewer the whole movie. I was fucking pissed, dude. I was so mad. Anyway, this dude. So you're telling me this same director that did that shit is going over and doing the new Exorcist movie? I love the first Exorcist movie. That is my the scariest movie I've ever seen. That shit still scares me today. Is it because I'm part cat? Like you know, there's a Catholic upbringing for me. Maybe, but I don't know. It's still pretty fucking creepy. I saw that at a young age too, so maybe that's a part of it. But I know a lot of people that watch it now they don't find it as scary. I still find that shit terrifying. The Exorcist is a very terrifying movie to me, um, and that's probably, in my opinion, also one of the better, well-made horror films. It's a very well-known. Uh, horror films, really renowned director of it, William Freakin, is from Chicago. Um, he did other great movies like The French Connection. He does this other movie with uh, Mike, uh, Matthew McConaughey called Killer Joe. Pretty interesting movie. This guy was a great fucking filmmaker. He sadly passed away this past year. But <clears throat> I love this movie so much that the fact that this is getting any type of sequel makes me angry. There are even Exorcist sequels. There's Exorcist 2, 3, The Beginning. They all suck. I only refer to The Exorcist being a solo film. Yeah. People say, that's a franchise movie. It is not. That is a solo <laughs> fucking film. There is no sequels to that. So for Blumhouse to come out with this Exorcist Believer with the same director that gave us that shitty ass Halloween trilogy, this movie's going to be ass. And it's so hilarious that the devil got scared of Taylor Swift <laughs> and moved out of the release date. And they're like, nope, we're not going up against that. We are going to do terribly. Did you forget that horror has a whole community of its own. There's a whole fucking fan base that loves horror. Especially on Friday the 13th. Especially on Friday the 13th in October. Dude, what are you doing? You're just killing your own movie more than Taylor Swift did opening up her movie on the same day as you, in my opinion. Yeah. That's so stupid, man. So, so stupid. Everything leading up to this release, like the, the pullback... Was like, this movie's already ass. Mm-hmm. This movie's already three feet in the grave. Yep. <laughs> it's so ass that we don't think it will do and well against a concert and film. it's so ass that I'm just going to put it out of its misery and take it out of... Uh, like, that was the killing they blow. They should just fucking put it to Peacock. Straight that, streaming yeah, to Peacock. That was the killing blow right there. I think they should just do that. I think they would get, probably get more views if they just did that rather than just do a theatrical release. Because mm-hmm. as much as I love that they're bringing back the actress that played the mom in the first Exorcist movie because she's still alive, and that they're probably bringing back Linda Blair, who played Reagan in the first movie as well. I love that they're coming back. I, I am ex- interested to see how they use them, but I'm not excited for the movie because I know who's directing it. And yeah. to know that they're coming back, well, Jamie Lee Curtis came back for Halloween, and they just underused her like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I probably don't want to see it because I don't want to see these characters be diminished or like under user in any way, you know? So yeah, nothing will ever compare to that first Exodus movie. So it's just, it just solidified my worries that much that they just moved the release date altogether. You know, I just find that really stupid, but I think Taylor Swift's era's tour might be the biggest opening of the year right now. Barbie is number one. 
for um the movie movie of the year 2023 it's gonna just it's already it's like, the top it's leading. I, I think it beat out the super mario brothers movie which was the reigning king of the year mm-hmm. but now barbie shot up if not next to it, i think it shot up above it and it made more money and it's also the number one movie that Warner Bros. has right now. Like, of all time. It beat out The Dark Knight. It beat out Harry Potter. It Barbie was Warner Bros. number one movie right now, which is fucking insane. Um, and then, <laughs> and then um, what was it? Oppenheimer became number two in the highest grossing R-rated films of the year. Of all time, I'm sorry. So that, What's the number one? Uh, Joker. Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, Phillips, yeah. That one... I like, I like God, Joker. that's a good movie. I love Joker. I love um, movie. <laughs> but that beat out Deadpool. That beat out The Passion of the Christ, which The Passion of the Christ was up there for a long time when it came out. And then it got beat out by Deadpool. Then it got beat out by Joker. And then now, you know, Oppenheimer's there. So now it bumped down. But Passion of the Christ is a very well-made film. Mel Gibson directed it. My God. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> like, okay, if you want to film a good film, a great film about the devil, Exorcist, great film about Jesus Christ, Passion of the Christ. Oh my god, <laughs> so so good, so so good. Anyway, is it a comedy? Because Passion Mel? of the Christ. Because Mel did it. No, 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 no. That's crazy. No, Mel. Oh, the only comedy that Mel does is Mel Brooks. And that's oh, that's a Mel totally Brooks. different oh, Mel. Yeah, okay. Mel got, Brooks is the comedy I got guy. Fucked up there. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, I was no. like Mel Gibson, the actor. He he, he directed this movie. Okay. Passion that's of the Christ is a retelling there. of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's it's a retelling of his death. And it gives a little bit of his life and stuff like that. It's yeah. a very well-made biblical Is film. Is he Jewish in the film? It's Christ? very... They speak ancient Hebrew okay, in cool. the film. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I think you should watch it in terms of filmmaking. The craftsmanship of it and the performances. Oh, my God, dude. Passion of the Christ is fucking amazing. Uh, it's it definitely up there in my top 10 favorite films, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very well-crafted film, I think. It gets a lot of backlash because... Um, uh, how it depicts Jews um, because they are the ones to crucify Jesus in the Bible. A lot of controversy over that because there's still a lot of bigotry that stems from that. And especially in the movie industry, which is ran by Jewish people and, you know, the Jewish community, they have big connections in, in the industry. That's an industry ran by them, created by them. So for a film to come out, the kind of like, you know, Puts them in a bad light. Very controversial. Um, but in terms of biblically biblical accuracy, it's it's great. It's a masterpiece. Um, I, should, I, I should ask Fabian to watch that then. And I don't. And it, I, when I watch it, I don't. You know. And I don't think it. And when anyone watches that today, I think everyone is mature enough to. If you haven't seen it, go out and watch it. You won't be persuaded in any way. That's not what the movie sets out to do. It's not set out setting out to persuade you to think one way. It's just it's telling you the the, the sacrifice that the Jesus story, yeah. made. Oh, another thing is the, the the Virgin Mary losing her son. How does that feel? How does that play out? You know the sadness in that. It's a very sad movie, um, especially if you're um, Catholic. You know it's a very sad movie. Um, but it's very, very, very well done, man. I don't even know how I got to that top of Passion of the Christ. Oh, yeah. Number number one uh, highest grossing R-rated film. It was yeah. played out by Oppenheimer, which Oppenheimer's good. It's not Passion of the Christ, in my opinion. But, <laughs> you know? uh, but I, 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 I like Joker enough to where I'm like, okay, if it's number one, I'm not bothered by that. You know, I still like that Joker's number one. Joker's yeah. fucking cool. I really like Joker. Uh, but Oppenheimer is a surprise because I didn't think it was going to get up there 
for, for in to terms be that of, high. That's yeah, crazy. a highest grossing R rated film of all time. Number two, that's crazy. It but beat Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, right. It beat out Deadpool. Both Deadpool movies are up there in the highest grossing R rated films. So um, I didn't like Deadpool. Too. I think Logan might be in there too, but it's not as high up there, you know. But uh, with Christopher Nolan and IMAX, don't underestimate Christopher Nolan. People say don't underestimate James Cameron when Avatar was coming out. Eh, here or there, it's all right. Good film. But I honestly believe you don't underestimate Nolan with IMAX. He is going to make the money. You know, that movie is going to make its own money. People were like, oh, Barbie's going to outdo Oppenheimer, this and this and that. Oppenheimer's going to make its money. It was always going to have success because that, again, that's why people put that together because why compete with both films? These films shouldn't be competing against each other. We should celebrate that we have them both in theaters, you know, because Barbie was going to be, I think the one movie I was really interested in was Barbie because I didn't know what the hell that was going to be. Oppenheimer, you knew that was going to be a biopic directed by Christopher Nolan, shot on IMAX. Cinem- that's going to be fun, right? It's, you it's know epic. It's, gonna be it's epic, an epic, yeah. right? You know that's a, that's an epic cinema, but Barbie is a fucking anomaly. You know, like you don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be really shitty or really good or somewhere in the middle. I is personally it like, think it's somewhere in the middle. Like it's it, bad, but is it's it purposely full bad. On musical or is it a fucking yeah. biopic of Barbie? Yeah, is it is it like it's that both. Nike movie? <laughs> it's both, <laughs> which I have not seen. That's like I don't want to. see It's so Oscar bait. It's like hey, st- we want I that award that amount. That yeah, but no, it's okay. But yeah, that's that's crazy, you know. So I uh, I understand why they're both getting their success, and that's awesome. You know, I want to go on a quick tangent, but I think Taylor Swift might beat out all of it. Just might because she broke a lot of pre-sale records. She beat out Spider-Man No Way Home. She beat out Across the Spider-Verse. There's a lot of people that are instantly oh, buying yeah, her tickets pre-showing. Yeah, yeah they're me. already like auditoriums are sold out for October already. In that all first the weekend. available seats are the ones that the are handicaps. handicaps. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So I wonder if she's going to be the biggest film of all time. Maybe not Avatar, but. I wonder if she'll get up there. That'd be mm-hmm. very interesting. Or just of the year. If she's going to be the number one of the year, like beating out Barbie. That'd be very interesting. But goddamn. Anyway, your tangent. Uh, quick tangent. So you know how Ben Affleck is in that Nike movie? Yeah. Okay. Ben Affleck just recently was at the Valorant Championship, Pretty. Grand Final oh, Championship wow. of the year. Because uh, it was based in L.A. So this year the championship was held in L.A. And they, uh, on the red carpet for all the players and stuff mm-hmm. before the match was played uh, and everyone's walking into the stadium, one of the interviewers was like, is that fucking Ben Affleck? <laughs> right? So they ask him the interview and he's like, whatever. And he's got his kid and his wife or whatever. Uh, and the interview was like, are you here for Valorant? Like for real? Like, or are you just in the area? And he's like, well, I do live around here. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like he said it. I mean, this isn't verbatim, but he's like, "Well, I yeah, live I live around here. This is Los Angeles. I, I live around here." But yes, he is an avid Valorant player. Pass me my drink too, though, if you can. I can't even see it. <laughs> Give me my Starbucks drink. But he is an avid Valorant player, apparently. So much so that he keeps up with like the the patch notes. And recently, like Jet, which is one of the most overpicked. Like, if you play Valorant. There's going to be a Jet player. I don't know if anyone here plays it or knows about Valorant. I don't know. Jet uh, Jet's one of the characters. You know how it's a character shooter? Oh, okay. So one of the characters, her name is Jet, and she's 
literally she's the poster girl of the game like if, uh, if, if you bought okay. the if not that it is but if you bought the game on disc she'd probably be on the poster she's like she's, the scorpion for mortal Kombat. She, yeah everyone ryu plays scorpion Street fighter yeah everyone plays ryu everyone plays jet i right. even i play jet and i don't like her role her role is a duelist i play like two two characters in the duelist role but there's six characters in the duelist role i don't play any of them besides jet maybe Reyna every now and then. Right. But mostly Jet. I only, right? Even I play her. <laughs> That's yeah. my point. Everyone fucking plays her. Mm-hmm. He plays her, and he knew that she got nerfed to shit because she did just get nerfed. And by the way, she's been nerfed since the game's release mm-hmm. to now eight times. Which Nerf is, is making the character less powerful yes, that's, or less that's, useful uh, than they that's, once yeah, were. That's like changing their abilities and their whatever. Just changing, changing them. Changing the way they play. Changing the way they are worse. Yeah. <laughs> making them worse. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, from the game's release, even to Ben now, Affleck knew that. Yeah, yeah um, wasn't as good. She's been nerfed eight times, by mm-hmm. the way, which is like seven times more than <laughs> than like every other character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the only the next highest character who got nerfed just as much would probably be Killjoy, which mm-hmm. is another character. But it's because she's got buggy issues with her stuff. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. But she's been nerfed like four times. And everyone thinks, damn, that's a lot of times to get nerfed. That's fucked up. Just been nerfed eight times <laughs> as of now. And Ben Affleck knows And Ben this. Affleck was <laughs> like, and Ben Affleck's like, I can't believe they nerfed Jet, dude. I'm fucking pissed. Like, like he was saying that on the interview. And I'm like, wow, this motherfucker plays Valorant. <laughs> and besides Jet, another player he plays is someone I play named Ko. He's an initiator. So did you start the duels. So did Ben Affleck become like your favorite actor now? No. <laughs> okay. I mean, he's got good he's got good roles, uh, but I don't think he's that great. Did you like him as Batman? Yes. Cool. I, we've, I think we've had our Batman ranks before, right? I don't know on this podcast. Well. That would be something for something later. on the topic is about Michael Keaton. But <clears throat> Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, James Gunn's comments we can lead about into Michael that. Keaton. We can lead into that. But, yeah, just to finish that, he was at the Champions... He was enjoying the vibes. He does play. And now the Valorant community loves him mm. because of that. Because of the fact that no fucking shot. And yeah. he was like the old. Actually, Elon Musk was there too. No. Oh, okay. But instead of like asking, do you play Valorant? They're like, bring Twitter back. <laughs> Why the fuck is it called? Like, literally. They were just asking if about Twitter. If you yeah. look it up too on YouTube, anyone who's listening to this, there's like a chant. There was a chant during the, the like, on stage and stuff, mm-hmm. or during the crowd. Whenever the cameras would pan to Elon, everyone would be like, bring Twitter back, bring Twitter back. Like everyone would yell it across the whole crowd. And Elon was just sitting there with, um, I don't know how to say his child's name. <laughs> the new one? The, yeah, the, mm-hmm. the whatever the mm-hmm. fuck. But he was there with the child and what, Grimes? That's her name? I guess, yeah. Whatever. His wife? His wife. Yeah. They were there and he's just like. You know, not, Looking not, all not fucking alien reacting, as possible. Not fucking reacting while the whole crowd is going, yeah. bring Twitter back. Yeah. No one asked him, like, do you play Valorant? Who do you play? He, they just instantly were like, what the fuck are you here? Go back home and change it back to Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think you'd be welcomed here? While Ben was like, oh, yo, you, you play Valorant? <laughs> and Ben Affleck's like, I sure do. I sure do. That's funny. So, any last thoughts on the Taylor Swift releasing her... Shit in theaters and scaring away all the other movies. No, not really. I'm just upset that that's true. That dudes really weren't that confident in their film. That they let Taylor Swift fucking yeah. That's upsetting. What the hell, Blumhouse? Anyway, 
the next one we got, which you did mention, would be a good segue because we did bring up Ben Affleck. Although this could lead us into two different segues because Ben Affleck did uh, marry Jennifer Gardner, and I wonder if he was there with Jennifer Gardner anyway because that's like know. the one, like that's the woman he has his kids with, and that's the one he tends to like have a good relationship with because that's the mother of his children. So anyway, he was with two children, I think, or, or one of them. I don't remember. Okay. You can pull up the clip but, later if you want, but... But he played Batman. We'll do the Batman segue. And I heard that comments James Gunn made about Michael Keaton's Batman and Tim Burton's Batman. So that's the same That's the same movie. Specifically, 89 Batman with Jack Nicholson's Joker. Have you seen that one? Batman? Once, yeah. 89? Okay. Such a long time ago, but yes. If you, I, I, don't, I don't go back to that one. Not gonna fair. If you grew up with that movie... That's probably your definitive Batman. Uh, I know people that love that movie. Like, they call that that's the definitive Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and James Gunn said that he didn't really find that to be the his ideal Batman. He yeah. said it was too goofy, too campy. And the fact that he couldn't move his neck in the suit was pretty fucking <laughs> stupid. And, you know, and yeah, it just wasn't his. And mind you, these comments were made, I think, around like 11 12, 13 years ago. So this was before he was ever considered to be CEO of Disney. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. DC Studios. Yeah. So people are bringing that up now. Talk about people going back in the past and bringing it up now because he is in charge or partly in charge of the future of DC. Mm-hmm. He's the creative side of it, while Peter Safran is more of the business side of things, right? So he is going to be in charge, and we're going to see a lot more of him in the coming future with all the DC stuff. He's the Kevin Feige of DC now. And yes. for him to make bad comments about any previous works, people <laughs> bring that up and try to, like, you know, try to slip him hey, up. Hey, man, you're an asshole, man. Yeah. And yeah. Um, old stuff that he's tweeted or post about before like this is what got him into deep waters in the first place with Marvel. Because I don't know if you remember, but I clearly remember when they said James Gunn was fired from Marvel and would not be directing guardians of the galaxy volume three. The third film would be now open to a new director and a new creative team. Um, and James Gunn will not be returning because he made some distasteful rape jokes back on the early days of Twitter when he was still like a low budget film director. Um, and of course this is, I love how the theme of changing comes Just back today, into yeah, play. Right. right. And going into the past and bringing up stuff that people did in their past. I love it. Um, people were like, well, this is stuff he said in the past. He's never went out and actually did anything to anyone he was never accused of anything these were just distasteful jokes he said on the internet you know how much and again stupid shit people say on the internet you know and, and the, I, I said earlier times were different in the 2000s 20 late 2000s early 2010s was crazy too because that's when true. the internet was starting to be a thing and a lot of people started posting anything there's a lot those of were the years shit. when the internet became what it is today yeah. how I mean, vast it is yeah fucking pepe the frog was born like <laughs> what 2004 but it wasn't until like 2010 right when pepe the frog started having like popular rape, yeah, yeah. rape jokes that oh, okay. boomed, yeah, 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 yeah. boomed in popularity like and that's where the memes came in and know? that's when that's... everyone got into the memes because yeah. everyone was like well memes were funny back then it's oh this is this funny character in the internet like 2005 right his name's pepe the frog huh it's just it's just a cute thing that people made in the internet 2010 people were like turning that frog into anything they want right because the internet allows that true 
So go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, taking back it was, the time, it was from a different time the, from from the year like nine. Any the second the internet was born in yeah. the 90s. Yeah. To now. Yeah. It's, shit is just so fucked, right? <laughs> and that's where James Gunn was and on the internet Gunn, on Twitter. Yeah. Making those rape jokes. Are, um, are dead baby jokes still kosher? Yeah. <laughs> so, for Marvel to fire him, a lot of people were upset at how quick they were to get rid of him without any, like, serious, like, Danny Masters. Like, we know the, you know, like, that's a huge difference because we know there was accusations and then they got proven to be true. That's way more than James Gunn's situation. He just made jokes on the internet, you know? So that's what people were defending him about. They're like, why are you firing him over um, terrible jokes? It's very uh, amateurs, very quick. You know, you're, you're ruining it. And plus, he's one of the better directors you have on your studio. So why are you getting rid of the best one almost, you know? Yeah. Literally. So they were like, they pondered it and they didn't do much. They weren't bringing him back. They were looking to the future, and what really happened was he went over to Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers is like, "Hey, you Look, can. Man. We love what you did over at Marvel. Yeah, you can do whatever movie you want. <laughs> Literally, any character, any team, whatever property you want to do and make a movie out of, you can do it." First thing he told him was, "I want to do the Suicide Squad." Because I want to redo that. It's like it seemed like he just wasn't satisfied with with whatever the fuck whatever the fuck the 2016 was. So he's like, they could be done better. Let me do them better. And that's what he did. He did the Suicide Squad, which was sadly only released straight to streaming because of COVID and everything. But I really fucking loved the Suicide Squad. That was really fucking fun compared to 2016. That's a masterpiece. Um, but yeah, I really loved the Suicide Squad. And then that's what inevitably. Let him to do Peacemakers. He's like, it's not just the Suicide Squad I want to do. It's going to be bleeding off into Peacemaker. That's how it builds up the show and this and this and that. And then eventually, he got offered the fucking CEO role. But before that, when he was making all this success, the cast of Guardians was signing petitions. And they were saying that, hey, we uh, all of us agreed that we're not coming back to do Guardians 3 without James Gunn. So you could have Star-Lord, but it's not going to be Chris Pratt playing Mm Star-Lord, you know. Um, And when every single cast member signed on to that petition, Disney was like, all right, all right, all right, fuck. I guess we'll bring him (laughs) back. (laughs) So they brought him back and like, all right, welcome back, James. But uh, James was like, I'm just going to do this last movie because I got stuff to do over at DC now because you guys freed up my schedule. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm going to do a lot more stuff over there. So let me do Guardians 3. And then let me go over there. This is my last hurrah. And we saw Guardians 3 and we saw how he left. He left on a very fucking high note, which honestly makes me excited for his DC, man. Despite anyone saying like, oh, he made these bad comments about Michael Keaton's Batman, whatever the case may be. People are just trying to throw all these left curveballs at him and stuff and at, at the public to make us think that he's not the right choice for DC. But... Hey man, he knows the comics. He knows how to make fun and emotional and if, films. And if he didn't, though, the, if the worst thing he did was one shitty comment on Twitter, <laughs> you know what I mean? True, very true. Then we're good. Right. <laughs> I think. I think. I think. Very true. I think he has no qualms with me in my eyes. Very true. And plus, movies are always subjective. Of course, that's true. If some people aren't gonna like your Batman, like I know my favorite Batman is not. 
probably is not your favorite Batman. I'll tell you that right now, you know? So everyone, it's always going to be different. And plus mm-hmm. his opinions on a movie that was 20, oh, like, I'm sorry, 13 years ago, our opinion changed on movies too. So I know there's a couple movies I liked in my past and now I rewatch and they aren't that good, unfortunately. But hey, that's that's the reality of things. So what do you think, man? Do you want to watch these trailers and end with that topic or do you want to end right here? Um, We're at an hour thirty three on my on my end. I don't mind it being this long. What trailers were Godzilla? Ooh. Godzilla and Ferrari trailers came out recently, and these are two trailers that I'm personally excited for. Like they seem honestly pretty good. Although the Godzilla trailer, I'll tell you, is um, a TV show. Godzilla TV show? It's a streaming show. Yep, on Apple TV, which is pretty the prequel Godzilla Zero. No, 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 no. Uh, Godzilla Zero is, a, is, is the movie that's being done in Japan. Yeah. Monarch. I'm excited for Godzilla Zero. Do you want to watch the trailer for Godzilla Zero? We, we can, can talk both. about that we as well. We can do both and talk about Godzilla real quick. All right, let's <clears> do <throat> both Godzilla trailers then. Yeah. Let's do... Uh, because in Japan, they're doing Godzilla Zero, which mm-hmm. is the movie. And then here in America, they're doing Monarch, which is a series that is explaining the company that is... Uh, like discovering all the kaiju's and the monsters in the monster universe. So like you know Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. All those movies. It's in that continuity, so. All right. So we got uh we're going to watch the two Godzilla trailers that came out. One Godzilla Minus one, and then the second one is the Monarch trailer. Uh, it's cool how Godzilla's getting a TV show, like a streaming show, and a movie in both America and Japan. Crazy. All right, let's do uh, the Godzilla Minus One trailer. Hail you. I don't think I've seen this fully. I think I might have. Because essentially this is the Shin Godzilla prequel. Oh, really? It's a prequel to Shin hear? Godzilla? No shit. That's why it's called Minus One. Ah, uh, okay. But, like, if you've seen Shin, you know how it kind of, it leads up to him coming out of land. Yeah, I've, 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 I've heard of it. I've never seen it. I want to see it, but I've heard of it. Oh, his long-ass tail. I find it weird that it's a prequel, but we see him, and this is where the movie ended. This is where Shin ended, of him turning into the full Godzilla. Oh, really? So, I don't know what they're going to do, because I hear. Oh, my I God. heard it was a prequel, but... See how post war Japan all this lost is everything way after what the fuck happened in Shin. So I'm like, so I'm like, I don't know what I mean. That's oh, because cool yeah, wait, Shin is zero, that's why I keep calling it z- yeah, zero Godzilla. Yeah, that's why this one's called minus one. Honestly, the visual so, effects in this are unless pretty, there's pretty just cool, like, unless good. there's just moments that. Prequel, the first one. I think it's a probably it's both like a prequel, back and forth. Like Where it's like that it talks crazy. about shit from before and then talks about shit after. <laughs> Ooh, it's an IMAX over. That's cool. Yeah. Again, because I remember Shin Godzilla is very political. Because it's yeah. like, it what do we do? Doesn't it's, like, it? it's like, like, it's like, what do we do? Fuck. And then like, it's just like so much of that. And well, I know from Shin this, Ga- from I know this trailer, they show so much of afterward, but I hear it's a prequel. So I'm like, 
That's how it's, it's probably gonna touch upon those. That's why I'm like, maybe, yeah. that's that's what I don't know. Especially uh, I, with the name like minus one. Mm-hmm. That's before zero. So I'm like, what? Or it might be set in the past with glimpses of the future. Oh, post. Shin we gotta Godzilla. see it though. I fucking. I mean, I liked. I loved shit. Like 2014s was good, but Shin was. Yeah, cause Very well, political. I like the, really the basic concept of Shin Godzilla was we want to make him scary again. He's not the hero. He's our threat. He's, he's yeah. the thing that threatens humanity. While in the 2014 one, which is the American Godzilla, Godzilla's a hero. Yeah. You know? So, Kill that moth. Or was it Mothra? What was the one in? King Ghidorah? Yeah, it was Ghidorah, yeah. Yeah, King Ghidorah was Kill that uh, bitch. the three-headed dragon. He's always yeah. the, or it's always the fucking villain. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I want to see Shin Godzilla. We'll do a podcast episode on, after we after we watch, or after I watch it, and I'll, I'll give my right thoughts. Now. Maybe. Maybe. I'm getting hungry. But, I, <laughs> but um, uh, I'll do that, then we can fucking go and watch Minus One, man, because that looks pretty cool, because I like how Godzilla is angry and vicious. Again, they want to make him scary, so I like that. That's cool. And some clips I or like some screenshots I saw of Shin Godzilla were pretty creepy too, dude. Because like the 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 pulsing of his oh ugh. interesting. Nice. He, he pulses red splooge, splooge. <laughs> also the like yeah, it's from Japan, but it's streaming on Crunchyroll. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. There you go. I just find that like perfect. I'm like, oh yeah, that is their streaming service. Anime, True. <laughs> Japan. If you want to watch like, Jap- I, Japanese movies? I get it. <laughs> Bam, right there. Uh, let's do uh, let's do Monarch, which is the American counterpart. Not really, but yeah, it's the Amer it's the American version. This is a show that they're doing that's set in the continuity of the 2014 Godzilla. So I think oh, it's going okay. back in time. So it's kind Another of like a prequel, prequel <laughs> to the 2014 one because this is I think spanning the 60s all the way to the 90s. So 60s to the 90s, I think it's it's covering. So there we go. Uh, Kurt, Russell. Kurt Russell, baby. I can't go back in time and fix all the mistakes I made. You know that dude that took off his helmet, the blondie? That's his son? That's Kurt's son? Yeah, Kurt Russell's son. You know, I'm not going to lie, the way he squinted his eyes did look kind of similar, like but it didn't look like his son either. And John Goodman's in this too, which he was in the Kong Skull Island movie. That connects this. <laughs> yeah. Ambitions. The mission was to protect their world and ours. That's what we wanted Monarch to be. Yeah, he's got like Kurt's eyes. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> it looks nothing like him though. <laughs> like you wouldn't know if I didn't tell you. Yeah, no. But he's got Kurt's eyes. That money shot, baby. Oh, yeah. Monarch, legacy of monsters. So it's specifically about the company. So it's not really going to follow Godzilla. Yeah. But. Interesting. Did you see those visual effects? And that's for a show. Yeah. That's movie level effects for that's a just show. Just in general, the whole production. Just like the, ca- right. the lighting and the camera work. It's so, indoors. It's so was crazy. way though. extra than it should have been for yeah. TV. It's that so crazy how cinematic, TV is like yeah. cinematic as hell now. To be but, fair, I I'm gonna say this real quick: Apple TV shows mm-hmm. really do have a lot of budget. Oh yeah, yeah, and they I'll, do. I'll give that to Apple. Like yeah. they, they're stepping up past Netflix. 
But to be fair, I think Netflix kind of, they never said this, and I don't think they will, but they're kind of just like cash grabs. Like, we're just here right. to make stuff to make stuff. Stream right. it, we'll walk away. I hope that's not the case with their avatar, man. I really we'll hope see that's what, not. Well, I mean, I mean I, fucking, again, with that One topic. Piece thing, for an mm-hmm. anime adaptation, damn this shit good. For a show, damn this shit ass. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I hear the One Piece fans are sucking, <laughs> sucking its dick. It's the, the best <clears> thing ever. Yeah. But... Other people who are like, well, I like other, some anime. I like TV shows. Right. I like, like the things casual in audience. Damn, this shit's d- awful. You know, right. so I I still hear both for that. It's very mixed. Imagine how Avatar is. The a- Avatar fans, who it's knows? Like maybe we're, maybe we'll fucking love it, and then casuals won't, or vice versa. Casuals will, and the ad- anime yeah. lovers will hate it. Yeah, but I'm surprised the anime lovers of One Piece are like, hey, not bad. Mm. <laughs> but Man, yeah, I'm ex- crazy. I'm excited to go and see minus one. In yeah. theaters, I will. I'm if excited that's, to if that's see able that. to, if I'm able to catch that in theaters, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see that, especially I, after you see Shin. True, yeah, I see Shin first. Thank you for listening, reaching to the end. Uh, please thank follow, please share. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, Till next time, adios. I don't really have a sign out for this. So <laughs> adios. Goodbye. Goodbye.